I V M. You're listening to My Neighbor Zuckerberg. Welcome to another episode of My Neighbor Zuckerberg. So everyone, uh, my name is Munaf Kapadia. I'm the Chief Eating Officer of the Bori Kitchen. My name is Nabil Merchant. I am the CEO and co-founder of Fixie, a home services startup in Mumbai. Which also fixes your hearts. <laughs> so um, on My Neighbor Zuckerberg, we genuinely, genuinely try our best. We go out of our way to invite incredibly ordinary people. These guys have extraordinary tales of adventure. adventure of creating solutions that can benefit society and themselves these people are called entrepreneurs doctors are entrepreneurs also in oh, a right absolutely they spend years and years studying you know the human species yes and uh, but little did i know okay that the doctor we invited today dr webhav bagaria uh he's a orthopedic surgeon Okay, I got that right. Okay, he's an orthopedic yeah. surgeon. Orthopedic surgeon, yeah. By day, he fixes bones. He fixes bones and yeah. various things related to bones. And obviously, our knowledge of uh, medicine has just been exposed in the first <laughs> uh, two minutes of the podcast. Yeah. He, he fixes bones. He, he's an orthopedic surgeon by day, but by night, he is a medical. If I can use the term, a medical entrepreneur. He's he's someone who's at the cutting edge of medicine. And uh, Doctor Webber, if I can bring you into the podcast at this stage, can you shed some light on what is it that you do apart from being <laughs> a orthopedic surgeon, which by itself is like, oh my god. Yeah, interesting. Now, I know one of you fix may possibly fix a heart. The other one <laughs> fixes the stomach. But I've got something lower down. I fix the knee and the hips. So that's my daytime job. I'm sort of founder for a company called as Timeless Innovation Labs. Timeless Innovation Labs. Yeah, or okay. we call it Till. till we die so till <laughs> <laughs> so timeless innovation lab is a journey uh, about integrating the medicine with technology boring as it may sound uh, it's a pretty fascinating field uh, and uh, yeah so that's how we began and uh, a lot of it is to do with how simple things in medicines can be scaled up or can be done better using modern technology okay Okay so if you had to you know give us a uh, a 60 second uh, understanding or you know th- we have listeners or people who <laughs> don't really understand uh, you know medical entrepreneurship so, works but so, if hmm. you if you had to explain in 6 seconds what what the objective of till is you know how would you how would and, you explain and uh, doctor as i see a piece of paper where i had the same conversation with him before we started <laughs> uh, <laughs> i wish you luck it explaining this to us at 60 seconds <laughs> yes the company actually focuses on getting the medical uh, images 3d printed okay so we've all heard of 3d printers mm. and yes. i call them jellyby makers the 3d printers work in a very similar fashion so they basically <coughs> deposit layer by layer the structure that you want to make okay incidentally uh, it's it's very similar to the way ct scans are done okay so if we had to do a ct scan i'm sure most of people have heard or would have gone or unfortunately uh, would have undergone a ct scan if some of you would have undergone the ct scan yes. it kind of takes uh, an actual image which means that the body uh, the the organ or the region of interest is sliced into various sections okay and then it is shown as a image on a screen correct and from that we deduce whether the person has a as uh, a defect or an abnormality 
and when we perform a surgery we kind of um, get all these images in our head and kind mm. of imagine a situation wherein we go in and operate mm. now uh, combining 3d printing with the medical image technology ensured that we could actually print these images okay print as in a physical model not just the images that is seen and i always love to give this analogy of an empire state building many of us would have seen the photograph of an empire state building but when you compare it to seeing it in life when you see it in person it's completely different experience you could of course make out many things about an empire state building by just looking at the image hmm. you can feel that it's a quite a tall structure it's located somewhere with other tall buildings and that you would probably have lights shining around but but the moment you Walk actually in. see it in person I, i'm sure that's a completely a different life changing experience you can walk inside you, you can, can walk inside details, yeah absolutely so you can walk inside you can see you can feel it's a totally different thing the entire utility of the entire experience itself changes from a photograph <laughs> to an actual physical object exactly right. so this picture is worth 1000 words so imagine the power of a physical object so what we did was hmm. basically the we wrote the protocol for converting these medical images which is technically speaking a dicom image okay. into a printable format which is the stl format so once you have the dicom images which is done through the ct scan right the process to convert dicom to stl is a unique process which the timeless innovation sort of patented lovely and probably one of the first to do so in the country and um once um, that is done the images the the format could be sent to a 3d printer and 3d printer would act like a jalebi maker oh, and probably so, so when you say format you mean that extension at the that end of extension it. so the, like dot doc is something right. which states word right. similarly for a machine to print it needs a certain format which is called as dot stl or dot stereo lithography okay and the medical yeah, images i love that word yeah, yeah. very exciting Yes, yeah, so <laughs> medical images come in a DICOM format, and right. the ability to convert this DICOM image Into to STL. the STL, which is the printable format, hmm. was the challenge. So hmm. let me understand one thing. So uh, now, once we have a three D printed, you know, object of a particular, maybe it could be of an organ, it could be of your head, it could be of your fracture. back fracture, something yeah. of that sort. this enables massive you know research and development in terms of how surgeries can be performed or i mean once you once you have the 3d hmm. what's uh, the play yeah what's the what's the what's the play out here after i've been able to achieve the 3d uh, object of you know a body part now where now where how how does the team manage to extract information or create value out of what has been created so first and foremost it helps us understand the condition better ah uh, so as i said okay. again the analogy of an empire state building you would probably know once you are there it's a tall building it's got so many floors it's got building and light so first step is understanding the whole structure or whole pathology or whole defect or whole fracture diagnosis so diagnosis to understanding okay. what you're dealing with okay now the second step would be to actually simulate what you are going to do so suppose you had to do a major renovation work at the empire state building and you had an opportunity to do it back end oh wow so when you're doing an empire state building you don't fear things going wrong because you can re refix it when we talk about human bodies it's 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 a wonderful experience to actually do it back end and you always get a second chance to do it wow right. so simulation what we call as uh, this is a common term that's used by 
the aircraft uh, people, the Correct. flight simulators. So this kind of medical simulator. Yeah, so you can see the terrain first of all. So right. You can see where you are going, where you are heading to. The second thing is you can actually try to land your plane before and when you actually do. So you simulate your landing or you simulate your surgery on these structures that you have actually printed out. So before you actually operate on a patient, you can a night prior or a couple of days prior, you can simulate the surgery, anticipate difficulties and probably do it and execute it in better fashion. So you take the thinking out of the operating table. Wow. Because any minute is, that's really, So I think that's a very good statement You're taking the thinking out of the operating table to the You are learning end. how to perform the surgery Beforehand Beforehand Understand what are the difficulties and issues And the challenges that you may come up with Right And create cases for that And then possibly go to the operation theater. Not just the cases But the actual cases The actual cases with. So you, you It's not I just, I just You know Saying that my hair stood up Because that is just so crazy That's amazing You know That's that's a fantastic innovation Yeah Yeah it's pretty exciting Because It doesn't stop there In fact So now When we do that um, We've got a lot of Armamentarium in our theatres so that means inventory or the instruments that we use for operation. Okay. And sometimes you need to plan really ahead. And since there are so many that you would sometimes miss out on some things. Okay. That, you would, that would be the perfect fit. So if you had this simulation, you also have a chance to plan your armamentarium or inventory and reduce the inventory that is there on table. And the most important, as I said, is that you take decision making and hesitation out, out of, of the, the operating table operating to the table. back end. Right. And, and this transforms in not only saving a lot of surgical time but also the blood loss also the anesthetist use and possibly a better recovery so time at the operating table time is always money but time at the operating table is worth lives it is lives yes so virtually so if you cut down on the operating time without hastening or without doing anything wrong i think that's the most significant advance that so, a medical science oh. can make so doctor, wow. Wow, uh, at what stage is this at? Like, uh, have you reached the stage where you're already <clears throat> putting this to use? Or are we still uh, at In the research and test building, and prototype yeah. stage? No, so this is quite done and, and quite standardized. So we've in fact moved ahead in um, our development cycle. So this is one thing which we call as biomodel, which is already in place and we have done around 200 to 50 cases with that. Hmm. So that's done with sorted and it's quite... And it's been used by multi-centers. It's not just our centers, but it's a variety of people across the country who are using it. So it's quite standardized now. So, yes, it's it's an established thing now. So in the first case, we did CT scan of an engineering object and got it made. In this case, we had a CT scan of a human who had a fracture in the pelvic bone, which mm. was very complicated. And I thought if I could get a model of this, it would actually transform my surgical thing. It would make my life easy because the area in which he had a fracture was a very um, I mean it was not an easy access to that part and that you needed a lot of precision right. thing for it so yeah so we had a CT scan we had images but then the challenge was to convert these images ah, into a physical object, object. Yeah. and we used the very same trick and over three days yes we got our first model a very ugly looking model it was not a very good model but it gave me a lot of information and mm. this was it. way back in which year 2006 2005 wow. 2006 That's 10 so, years back So 10 years back uh, 10 years back Yeah, yeah. Timeless innovation Lab No, no uh, so timeless innovation Is only 2 years old Is only 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 1.5 to 2 years old 1.5 years old So we didn't take that plunge From an innovator to entrepreneur Until You are very sure about 2014 
Okay. Unless we felt need for it. In right. fact, I mean, uh, unsure is probably not the right word when you say we felt a need because we needed to. I mean, we felt that the innovation that we had needed to scale up. It needed to go on to a different platform, hmm. and um, and at that stage, you feel that um, just doing a research project or innovating things won't ma- won't just it's suffice. It's not the same thing, yeah. Would not just suffice. So if if your idea has to grow, hmm. if your idea has to scale up, it if it has to keep up <coughs> with the requirements of the generation. you need to have an adequate funding you need to have a presence you need to be taken seriously right so from bench to bedside that's the that's the medical term so when you have a bench in the workspace to mm. actually bedside which is the implementation that valley of uh, excitement needs to be crossed at some stage in all medical innovation and i'm sure that must be true for all field so when uh, it's a it's a very challenging decision for an innovator to turn into entrepreneur Right, an right. ideator to turn into an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so now we are at a stage where uh, timeless innovation is uh, now focusing on being able to create multiple such uh, prototypes, like or be able to scale a solution where every surgery surgery that is required can have this particular uh, prototype ready or this model ready, and uh, it can be deployed in every uh, medical field, not just maybe. in you know restricting it only to one particular hmm. profession or something of that sort is uh, is that what we are trying to do over here or we are trying to get data points to be able to improve uh, uh, the inventory during a surgery or or being able to place the right doctor for the right job or something of that sort so many things are being done concurrently okay. so one was as i said this is the biomodel production the biomodel production so this is biomodel production and and i think we have reached a stage where we we kind of have an expertise of a decent standards in bio modeling process okay and with that bio modeling project we are trying to impart the technology to other centers okay so, so it's like microsoft developing its own software called as word hmm. right how you use word is your own prerogative right okay, so we're so creating we, the yeah. platform around it yeah so yeah. we are probably working on a model which is more of a licensing kind of model just like the way you buy a microsoft office as a package so uh, we've got protocols we've got conversion images and you can buy it and then you can buy a 3d printers and, and you've got your technology yeah we have patented the ip so oh. so it's like a microsoft word which people are using and are, are free to use Fantastic. what they make out of it is their own okay. all right dr nabil i'm very excited to talk to you about how we can use this uh, technology to build a terminator but we'll do this uh, <laughs> right after a break and cool. uh, for our listeners we'll be right back we are back okay so at this stage i don't waste any time because what we have ahead is probably more exciting than what we've already discussed in terms of Correct. timeless innovations and what he's working on absolutely um, doctor i'm actually going to leave it to you okay so we've discussed to summarize what we've discussed we've discussed the 3d printing or prototyping of uh, medical reports and the utility that has and how you've built the intellectual property or the sort of sop the the process around that and and you're trying to launch it as a platform so anyone can use yeah. it in whatever scenario they want so to so just to, just to give our audience a very layman perspective of uh, how this benefits society is it uh, creating prototypes of uh, different parts of your body uh if damaged or is doesn't have an issue it allows doctors from the entire medical fraternity to spend time and analyze the problem in a much more uh better way uh for them 
to uh, ensure that the solution is uh, is is time bound and uh, the efficiency in the recovery of the patient is much better so doctor what's next for timeless innovations well uh, as i said the first stage was to develop a basic standard protocols for um, converting the images into a printable format right and and um, and uh, once that's done and it's done and uh, people can use it the second part of the innovation was um, devising trajectory guides or jigs what we call for specific cases so if you had a very complicated case or <coughs> or, or if you had to operate in a region which was sort of inaccessible you would need some orientation to put your implants or do the surgery perform the surgery and if you had a tool which would give you the right direction what we call trajectory it would be of immense help so as a as the second part of the project Can't you just use those laser pointers or yeah but again <laughs> again the laser pointer would be till the surface Right. It, would, it would just yeah. be beamed on the surface, but once so if you had a solid object, if you had a, roo- a room which was closed and you had a laser pointer, it would tell you where the door was. Hmm. But suppose if I wanted to pinpointedly What's attack Munaf, <laughs> Munaf, oh or a shotgun uh. Uh, on a closed door room, right. I would it would probably need a CT scan eyes, and then a proper trajectory barrel Eesh, to hit him in the right place. So this this trajectory that we have, right? Uh, these are objects that uh, uh we are we are basically printing i mean tra- the word trajectory technically means path right uh the path taken f- to be able to operate on the uh, organ or i would say the part of the body yeah. that's that's fundamentally what we are trying to do out here right exactly. or like what kind of insertions would be required or something of that sort right yeah so both so it could be just an approach approach okay. or it could be putting an instrumentation which would be an implant or some kind of device that you want oh, to put in you know what i visualized i visualized uh, those uh, cool rockets who just automatically find their path so i thought this is like that where to you identify the thing and then you just put it into the machine and then the machine takes care of whatever has to happen because it has the trajectory mapped into it and hence human intervention reduces accordingly yeah eventually that would happen but till then we would actually have physical trajectory guides right or things that's like navigation designed. yeah it will be it's like google maps navigation for exactly. dude yeah <laughs> i finally figured out how to explain this to myself so that's 3d right. modeling trajectory and uh, i believe there are two more items on your objectives in, in terms of your goals or where you're taking till right uh, so basically uh, as the time passed or i mean since we started in 2005 there's been a lot of improvement in 3d printing technology so 3d printing technology by itself have mm. become very powerful so they have become faster they've become more efficient and they are now able to print many more things in many more different kind of materials and some of the most advanced things um, would be actually printing metals um, and you would probably know that the all the high end cars now that are being made have got certain parts 3d printed because the 3d printed metal parts are probably the strongest and most optimally fitting parts so if you had a ferrari you would probably have a large part of their components be 3d printed mm. as a metal device when it comes to human body we are trying to uh, print the implants which are very specific to an individual um so so till now we had a few standard sizes for everyone so we had 
around six to eight permutation combinations mm. of uh, objects that we used to medium use small medium large. small <laughs> large exactly it, it used to be like it is still is uh. by and large that way mm. and uh, we hope that the 3d printing technology would actually transform all these medium small into neck size exactly what's required arm length right. cuff size <laughs> and give us many more combinations tailored implants tailored implants <laughs> So yes, exactly. The so patient-specific implants. That could be a implants. good name, you yeah, know, for tailored implants. Tailored implants. <laughs> so at the moment, we have got four or six sizes which are available off-shelf, and you can use it depending on your morphology or how you are look like or what your bone size is. Right. So if I make a guesstimate that you are a medium-largest side of guy, I'll use a particular type of plate for you. Okay. Where or a particular type of implant for you. It's fine <coughs> as long as it's a two-dimensional structure. Yeah, because it could be either long or short. We right. are talking about a three-dimensional structure, like a knee. Okay. In that case, it's a it's a problem because you are trying to fit in a size which may be matching in two dimensions, but never it can never match a, a three-dimensional object. But I think all innovations to entrepreneurship should be like a samosa. Okay. In wow. three dimensions. Okay. So we had an inverted triangle. So your base should be something which is usable to masses, and then when you reach the apex, it has to be one thing. Which is, which is Tesla, which is which yeah. is which is the very apex, which is very apex. So you can always start your innovations from the bottom of your samosas. You can have the protocols and things, but when you reach top, it has to be something which really transforms and leaves a legacy, brand other than the money part of it. Wow, oh, hey, that's fantastic! Oh my God, I'm going to use that like immediately. <laughs> so, so doctor, before we run out of time, uh, like I was saying, is there anything else you're working on which you feel? competes with what we've discussed so far. Yeah, so the top of the samosa which is the most crispiest and my favorite the Tesla part, part. The Tesla part. So the apex of samosa and that's my dream is is, is what we call as tissue engineering or bio printing and which you would be at some stage in your life and I hope to see this in my lifetime be able to print organs. Um we've made very nascent steps into that because we believe that the bone is the simplest of organ to print and uh, as i said the printers have printers have evolved and now we can actually print some inorganic stuff as, as uh, organic stuff mm. as well so till now we were printing only inorganic, inorganic stuff which was like plastics and metals but the organic stuff uh, which would be uh, something which has a character very similar to bone we are trying it out to Uh, print in coordination with IIT Bombay, wow. and at some stage, I mean, we would be able to take it to a level where we could actually print kidneys, lungs, heart. Um, inshallah, the day should not be far. And I, as I said, I hope to see that day in my lifetime. But it's that's uh, that's amazing. So I mean, in terms of in terms of your research, in terms of your development, uh, you're pursuing uh, the 3D printing of uh, of bones as of right now, or bone-like structures. Yes, yes. Uh, within the this, and we've been successful. And, and the medical world has been successful in doing that, right? I'll not call it a successful thing. It's okay. A, we are still in a part of journey. We are, we are in the first lap of it. So okay. we've been able to have a structure which is biomechanically similar. We've not done any experimentations on humans as such, or even the. Does the body accept it? Yeah, yeah our body okay. accept it. So we've just, and as I said, it maybe as I said, mm. maybe ten, fifteen years down the line, but the very first steps have been taken. The die has been cast. Literally. literally <laughs> literally wow. yeah is there anything you would like to leave us with so uh, a small thing that i always learned in my life from one of my professors in australia and he always used to say that always remember you are not a drop in the ocean but you are 
an entire ocean in a drop no i think uh, what we all learned uh, through this uh, through this through this entire uh, podcast this particular episode and, and what i really really uh, appreciate and i want to the, the the message that we can put to entrepreneurs out there is that uh, doctor has uh, stayed focused on just trying to solve uh, problems within his uh, field itself only and he's gone deeper and deeper and deeper and, and and this is what we say you know if you just keep on banging on a wall hard enough you can make a hole through it or you right? can 3d print it or you can 3d print it exactly oh. so that's what that's what doctors actually tr- you know done mm. uh, uh fantastic innovations i think i think your contribution to the medical fraternity uh, will be unimaginable in the next uh, couple of years and mm. we thank you we thank you because uh, you know you're making a great great difference to society and uh, we will always hope to to uh, you know to have you by our side whenever we go on the operate the operation theater and when i need an organ yeah yeah I mean- <laughs> right so thank you so much doctor thank yeah. you so much thank God you so much you. doctor thank for you your time today. and thank you everyone yeah. over thank and out munaf kapadia and nabil mochand thank you that was an episode of my neighbor zuckerberg brought to you by indusbox media and media partners in 42